Tune in today. Brought to you by CityWing.com for your next flight away. First of my good afternoon. It's Friday. It's just gone six minutes past two and this is Women Today on Manx Radio with me, Beth Espy. And me, Christy Dehaven. And today we are meeting another Conister Rock castaway, finding out more about them through their music choices. And our guest this afternoon is the self-titled former Minister of Fund, David Cretney, MLC, now a member of the Legislative Council. And if you have any memories of David, do share, do get in touch with us this afternoon. You can text 166-177 or email studio at manxradio.com. You've paled slightly at that yes. point. Not David. any memories. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps selective memories. Okay, and with us, are there some uh, secrets in the cupboard? Oh, God. doesn't everybody? Well, let's see if we can find them out before uh, three Thank o'clock. You. Uh, before we get started, just a reminder of a couple of events happening this evening. If you fancy being crowned the World Bonnig Champion, you can head to St James's in Dolby this evening. Just take along your creation. They'll be judged on taste, appearance and texture. Uh, I don't think we know exactly who the judges are, so there's no bribery at all. Uh, and interestingly, this competition's been going for more than 20 years, and this time there is a gluten-free category, and afterwards the Bonnigs are going to be auctioned off as well, uh, raising money for the Dolby Church Restoration Fund, Tabitha's Trust and the Paha Trust in Nepal. And we were talking um, to the Entry Secretary on the programme a little bit earlier this week. And after that, Peter from County Wicklow got in touch to ask us exactly what Bonnig is, because I don't think that was fully explained. Uh, David, do you know what Bonnig is? Oh, yes. How would you describe it? I would describe Bonnig as a Manx delicacy. It doesn't actually tell Best exactly what it is. Best enjoyed with kippers. Bonnig and kippers. Right. I mean, um, Minister maybe maybe the non-fruited bonnig with kippers, perhaps. I think Peter's probably more confused now, to be fair. So how do, would we describe bonnig then, Christy? Well, I wanted to make sure I got it absolutely right. And so mm. apparently a, a decent definition of it is a traditional bread-like breakfast or tea-time sweet loaf. And it is, of course, native to the Isle of Man. But it looks like a giant rock bun, really, isn't mm. it? A giant rock cake. But I think it's, it's usually made with sort of um, soda or buttermilk or something. Well, if anybody wants to drop one in so we can test it ahead of this evening, yeah. more than welcome. Uh, also, if you are in Peel tonight, you can head to the Highwaymen to see mother and eight-year-old daughter having their heads completely shaved to raise money for Macmillan. And uh, Anna and Vicky Westwood are also donating their hair to the Little Princess Trust. It makes real hair wigs for boys and girls across the UK who've lost their own hair because of Hans having uh, cancer treatment or other illnesses so that's happening around at 7.30 tonight as well. Eight minutes past two you're listening to Women Today on Manx Radio David Cretney MLC is the longest serving politician now in Timwald, having first been elected to represent the people of Douglas South back in 1985 he went on to top the poll in a further six elections standing as the man you know and trust. Now during his Keys career he took on various responsibilities including being Minister of three departments for a total of around 18 years with his time as Tourism Minister being the one he says he most enjoyed and where he literally became the Minister of Fun. Well in 2015 David Cretney was elected to the Legislative Council and while he may have hung up his official fun title, he remains politically busy serving on no less than 10 departments, committees and trusts. Away from work, he's very much a hands-on granddad, he's a keen parish walk participant and he's been known to spin the decks from time to time as well. And today we are delighted that he's taken the time to join us on our Conister Rock uh, with five tracks of music, which really means something to you, David. And... I think you did actually struggle narrowing it down to five. I, I did. I was hours because I'm a, uh, stuck in the seventies. I was hours looking at YouTube clips and going back, and I d- I'm still not convinced I've got the best five. So what I would suggest is, if Alex Brindley is listening, <laughs> I should be doing a seventy show on Manx Radio when I retire from Timwald shortly. 
live pitch. <laughs> so is that uh, retirement from Tim Wald uh, coming shortly? Or? Yes, as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> no, uh, there's three, I think it's three years and then that's it. Um, and so I'll be free then from any perceived conflicts and I'll be able to come along here, do an hour show and people would love it. Well, there we oh, are. He's I determined. Thank you. Pitch made. <laughs> well, um, David Cretton, your heart is in the 70s, yeah, but yeah. you were born in Douglas in January 1954. I wonder what you remember about your early childhood years. Yeah, well, similar to um, lots of others. I mean, busy, busy summers, lots of the, back of the beach being packed. Um, I, one of the things when my mum and dad were divorced, as I, they were divorced when I was a baby, was that I got ac- he got access to me on the senior race stage for the TT and the Manx Grand Prix. And so I was, from the day I was born, practically a TT fan. And so, like lots of others, would go up behind the grandstand or to hotels um, or wherever the teams were staying and collect hats or badges or s- stickers or transfers and autographs. And I'm still doing that today, 60 years later, you know. And you, you mentioned the divorce there, which wasn't, I suppose, typical in the time that it mm. happened, and, and it did have a profound effect on you. Yes, yeah, my mum and dad were divorced when I was a baby, so I didn't know much about that. They'd had a difficult relationship prior to that, um, but it was difficult during my growing up years, and in particular, uh, you know, I remember one incident when I went uh, and saw my dad outside of the allocated time. And he was taking me for driving the car and my mother's walking along the road and I ducked down in the car because I felt guilty that I shouldn't be with my dad. So, and it was, the, the divorces of those days were very unusual as well. Like, so yes, there were also, the, the uh, feeling between the pair of them didn't get any better. So what was uh, David Cretney like as a little boy at school then? Uh, usually good, but not always. Um, uh bit mischievous uh, one of the press cuttings about me was uh, when I perhaps my first press cutting uh, I was age six and I was knocked out knocked down on the zebra crossing on Woodburn Road and the reason I was knocked down by the motorcycle ironically was that I had my duffel coat over my shoulders pretending to be Batman running across the zebra crossing when I should have been paying attention so I was always a bit nutty. <laughs> so at what point then uh, did you decide what you wanted to do did you have a, a firm idea as a youngster no 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 I, I, well I did I wanted to be a doctor but I left school when I was 16 because my dad's money stopped um, so then I did all sorts of jobs I did a number of different jobs the one I most enjoyed was being a postman uh, but uh, you know a bit of a disadvantage in terms of being a postman is uh, you start at six o'clock I couldn't make it at six o'clock quite often, um, and so as a result, I was sacked. So the irony there is that ultimately I became the, the chairman of the post office, and so was able to go back and meet colleagues and have a good time with them. Well, let's uh, hear your first music choice then, David Cretney. Uh, what have you chosen and why? Well, I, I always like the, the folky kind of music and stuff, and uh, you know, this person for me uh, at, at this particular period of time when this song was released was uh, highlighting environmental issues long before it became fashionable so to do um, and so the first song that I've chosen today and it's one I've loved for a long time is Joni Mitchell in the Big Yellow Taxi They paid paradise put up a parking lot With a pink hotel a boutique and a swinging hot Spot. Don't it always 
seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They paid paradise, put up a parking lot They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum And they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they paid paradise put up a parking lot hey farmer farmer put away the ddt now give me spots on my apples or leave me the birds and the bees please don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot Late last night, I heard the screen door slam And a big yellow taxi took away my old man Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot Big Yellow Taxi, Joni Mitchell, the first track of choice from our castaway uh, on Conister Rock uh, this week, <laughs> David Cretney, MLC. And we, we talked about um, the changing scene that you saw, I mean, being born in the sort of the early 1950s and really your formative years yeah. in the 1960s. What was what was the island like for for a youngster in those days? Really exciting. I mean, it was really good um, up until the teenage years, really, um, because of the tourist industry was so busy. There was kind of regularly five hundred thousand people plus come to the island. So that not only was the beach packed, but from the uh, villiers right the way along the promenade, there was entertainment on in lots of venues. We also had the Palace Lido, and all the top bands of the day would come to Palace Lido. Uh, good capacity and sometimes before they became famous Queen for example came before to the Palace Lider before they were famous so I saw lots of things my favourite would be T-Rex um, but yeah we were very we were very lucky to be born in that generation um, however work was summer based and there weren't jobs for lots of people in the winter so it's better now from a, that kind of that point of view do you think then it's it's true when people say that now there is nothing for young people to do? I would like to see more leisure stuff for young people to do. I think sporting and I think artistically we do pretty well, um, but plain leisure stuff. You know, um, we had the White City. We had you know the the original Summerland, which was years ahead of his time it was really really exciting it's so tragic how it ended up um but we had those kinds of facilities and nowadays the youngsters on the island don't have anything like that really but in terms of sport i think and i've been involved in developing a sport facility which i'm very proud to be involved in i, I think we've done very well in that regard and ov obviously as you know the music scene is perhaps as vibrant as it's been for a long time you're listening to Women Today on Manx Radio. We're talking Conister Rock Tracks with our guest David Cretney, MLC. 17 minutes past two now. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. 
shop and relax with City Wing, sponsoring women today. Click citywing.com. It's 21 minutes past two and we're joined this afternoon by our Conister Rock castaway, David Cretney, MLC, who's sharing with us memories of his life and some of his favourite pieces of music. And before we hear your next choice, David, in 1975, you were just 21 when you experienced a, a real tragedy that understandably affected you terribly. What, what happened? Well, it still affects me now, really, even though I've been married for 36 years. Um, I was going out with a girl, Jacqueline Fail. Um, I'd gone out with her since she was 15. When she was 18, she had a road traffic accident where she's knocked over at Rosemount. She fell in front of a car. Um, she had platform shoes on, so that was the fashion at the time. People say, oh, maybe it's the shoes. I don't know what it was. All I know was I was knocked up in the middle of the night to go to the hospital, went to the hospital, uh, Jacqueline was her face was perfect. Uh, she had a knock on the back of her head, and she'd been killed. Um, and for a long time after that, I was kind of in a black place a long, a long time. Um, wasn't I wasn't necessarily a nice person. I think ultimately, it's it's helped me in terms of some of the things I have to deal with in helping other people. But at the time, it was hard. And dealing with grief as a young man, I mean, mm. we, we typically talk about how difficult men find it to talk mm. about their feelings. How did you mm. cope with that? Time? Well, I drank too much was the principal thing, and that's not the right answer. So anybody who does have a difficult situation, drinking to excess isn't the answer. Uh, I did do that. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was asked if I wanted to have advice, if I wanted to have assistance. Uh, being a man, I decided that wasn't the right thing to do. I would get through it myself. It maybe took longer because of that. I don't know. Um, but the one really positive thing that came out of it was that Jacqueline's mother was called Alice, and uh, Alice became like a second mother to me. She remained in touch with us till she died, only three, three or four years ago, and she became a uh, second nana, she was called Nana Alice by my girls. She was a lovely, lovely person. And so the connections that we'd had from 40 years prior remained until her death. Tell us about your next piece of music, David. OK, uh, the next and the next piece of music um, is Chicago from 1976. Um, number one in the UK, number one in the, U, uh, the US, golden platinum, platinum. I heard it the other day on Stu Peter's show. It reminded me of it. And so I'd like to play If You Leave Me Now.
If You Leave Me Now, Chicago, the second music choice of our guest this afternoon, David Cretney, MLC. Let's talk about politics then. Your political career, it started in Douglas Council. What was it, 1983? It was 1983. It was a by-election and um, I topped the poll. Um, I represented the Manx Labour Party then, as I still do now. Um, and it was in St George's Ward, which takes in Douglas Head. Uh, I'd been a postman up here, which I'd enjoyed, um, and people were very nice to me. And uh, yes, I was elected first time. So the Manx Labour Party, what was it about that group that yeah. you really identified with? I just think it's a background. I, I represented uh, staff in the post office, and I, uh, when I worked in retail, I represented staff in the, the then union of, shop uh, union of Shop Distributive and Allied Workers. I was a, represented my peer group, if you like. So it was, and I think it's just about social justice and all those kind of things, and adequate housing, you know, we still have issues with housing. So those kind of things, I think... And, and social legislation in terms of workers, you know, it was practically non-existent. So we've made real developments, uh, progress in the last 30 years. You didn't stay as a, a Douglas Town Councillor for very long. You were no. elected to Keys yeah. in 1985. And you say at that time, members yeah. of Timwood all seemed like old people to you. Yes. Now you're the father of the court. I am. And y y you're right. When I when I went in there, I, I did feel like it was all old people. And so whenever I'm taking people around Timwald or the House of Keys or Legislative Council these days, I say, so that means I must be the old person now. And that's kind of slightly depressing because I still feel pretty good in myself and I try to keep fit and stuff. But yes, it's uh, I'm now the longest serving member of Timwald, which... It's, 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 it really is quite an honour. I know, you know, pol politicians aren't the best regarded people, but if you're honest with people and if you try and help people genuinely, they'll stick by you as they did for me over a really extended time. And so I'm, I will always be grateful to the people of South Douglas who were very, very kind to me. It's a really all-consuming job, though, mm. isn't it? And to have done it for that long, do you mm. feel like you missed out on anything in particular from having done that? Uh, well, several things, but... The the thing I most regret out of all of it is that when our girls were growing up, um, I was so busy, busy, busy as an MHK that I'd missed out on certain occasions when I should have been there for them. I think nowadays members are more positive about that kind of thing and they, they will, will put to one side their political thing to make sure their family is, comes first. I didn't do that all the time and I regret not having done that. At what point did you realise you hadn't done that and that you were regretting it? later on because children grow up very quickly and so when they grow up you think oh I wish I'd been there for this or that and so uh, uh, the other side of it is uh, as minister as you said earlier as minister for tourism for 10 years and I loved that job um, and we loved it to the extent that we I loved it to the extent that for 10 years during the summer we didn't go off island I stayed here I didn't have a break at all during the summer for the 10 years so I could be here to welcome people who wanted to come and join us on the Isle of Man because I thought it was so important type of thing well uh, summer takes us neatly on to your next piece of music what have you chosen and why all right well yes summer I was around in the summer of 69 <laughs> uh, and so when I whenever I'm doing a disco this one's always very popular and I jump around and bounce around a bit and it's Brian Adams summer of 69 I got my first real six string 
Summer of 69, Brian Adams. Uh, fond memories there of those uh, summers of the heyday in the Isle of Man. David Cretney, MLC. Can you ever see a return to that that sort of I'd mass like, tourism? Well, I, I think tourism has great potential. It's it's can be quite expensive to get here. But once people are here, they really enjoy it. And once they come, uh, whether it's for the TT or the Max Grand Prix or for the beautiful countryside, they just come time and time again. The railways, we've got so much here. We sometimes don't recognise how much we've got here. It is difficult though, isn't it? Because I suppose now in the, the past sort of 20 years, really, it's gotten so cheap to go to somewhere where you've got guaranteed warmth and so on. How do you convince someone to come over here where you, you really cannot guarantee the weather at all? Yeah, well, I think that the the marketing is, you know, if you know, one of the things that's gone on in the last few years is kind of adventurous holidays like Kieran Tasker and stuff like that. And for those kind of activities, it doesn't matter. People who come to walk on the Isle of Man, again, doesn't really matter. As long as when they've done their walk, they can go somewhere nice and warm, get a nice meal and perhaps a few pints of beer. You know, it's 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 not so important. You're listening to Women Today on Manx Radio, where our guest, David Cretney, MLC, is sharing his Conister Rock tracks with us. It's 28 minutes to three. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. Grab the family, grab a flight, and grab a breakaway with CityWing.com. Sponsors of Women Today. 25 to 3. And this afternoon, we're joined by David Cretney, MLC, on the Conister Rock as he shares with us memories and music choices. And we were finding out a little bit about how you got into politics, yeah. uh, David Cretney. Um, you are now an MLC. You were yeah. elected uh, to the Legislative Council in 2015. Was that always the grand plan to, no, to no. retire up there? Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm still a Keys man. I don't like Legislative Council, but I'm there to try and assist the Keys in terms of making some democratic reform form um, and also I knew there was going to be a big turnaround of members of the keys at this election and if any of them wanted any 
support or anything in terms of settling in that was the, that was the idea no i don't like it um it's not for me but i've i'm, I'm there for another three years i think uh, you but, s- but just just you were saying i how i got into politics how i got into politics was um in south douglas um where we were living on lee terrace and um there was a the pier here the man the battery pier was being extended with all the stabbits and stuff and they were proposing to run 40 ton trucks 24 hours a day i thought that was excessive so i got in touch uh, with people all i walked all the way along the the whole route to foxdale they signed a petition and we got it reduced to 12 hours a day and we all got a rates reduction the other thing that got me into politics was they were proposing to put the incinerator right in the middle of south douglas and the technology then was much more crude than it is now and so together with adrian duggan who was the mhk at the time we worked together to prevent that and then i got into the labor party and the rest's history and that sense of achievement i suppose would have been quite inspiring to to a young man and thinking wow i can actually change things yes it is nice when you you know from little tiny things which mean a lot for individuals to major issues such as that the the biggest thing without a doubt in terms of changing people's lives that i've been involved in is in terms of the paul rose estate it was the first local authority estate after much fighting and after there hadn't been a policy in relation to it but we got that demolished and rebuilt the, the sad thing is that people the all the good people of Porosa who worked alongside me to get that done lots of them are no longer with us but we do have houses which were fit for, which are now fit whereas in the past they were like little ice boxes it was freezing people would sleep downstairs and stuff and so to have been involved in change, you definitely change people's lives lives in that way. And so I was, that's perhaps the most important thing. And in terms of what it was like for you personally, I'm, I'm wondering what it was like for David Cretney to walk down Strand Street and, and I'm guessing to be stopped on several occasions by people who, who wanted to raise issues with you. I mean, how does that impact on you personally? How does it impact on your family? I, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, I like people. I'm a people person. However, the bit that you finished off with, your family, where you, when you can be all sorts of places and somebody comes up and perhaps if they've had too much to drink or whatever, that can be a bit awkward. Um, but if you're out with your family, whether it's the kids or my wife or whatever, and you're interrupted, that can be a bit awkward. And, but the vast majority of people don't want to bother you. And, and they, as I say, when I'm on my own, they don't bother me at all. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to try and talk to people or try and help them. Have you ever regretted your decision to go into politics? No. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, as I say, for somebody from a fairly humble background, my dad was a grocer uh, on the quay. Um, they, uh, you know, I fairly humble background. I didn't go on to further education, although I would have loved to have done. Um, to to have got as far as I have, I'm very proud. You know, it's, uh, it's there can be no greater honour than representing the people in your community, and that's what it is. Tell us about your fourth track of music. Oh, right, my fourth track of music. Well, it's this is a band I've... Lots of people might not have heard about this band, but this is a band I've been... I love music, and this is a band I've been to see lots and lots of times. They've not been in the UK for several years, but they are touring still, 40 years on. Uh, <laughs> and their best-known hit was um, Horse With No Name, but I prefer this track, and this is America with Ventura Highway. Tell me how long you're gonna stay 
Venture Highway, Ventura Highway. Oh, this is why I'm not a DJ, David Cretney. But you, you are DJ David Cretney. Yeah, and years um, to tell us about a little competition you did uh, when you <sighs> competed in the UK final of the BBC Radio 2 music game with DJ Diddy. Diddy David Hamilton. So you've not heard of him, have you? Uh, Be no, honest. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah, well, he, he did a programme on Radio 2 and I listened to it in the shop when I was looking after the shop. Uh, Mooches in uh, Wellington Street and um, it, it was a music game competition so you would ring in now at that time Bill Crisp of cinema fame, country music fame up here um, at Palace Lido DJ, he uh, had the flat upstairs. We didn't have a phone in the shop. So I went upstairs and used the phone and answered the questions, got through at the UK final and I came second. So I didn't get on to Europe, but I did come second in the UK, although we're not in the UK. So you would have gone on to Europe? Yeah, was it, was and it, it was somewhere glamorous. It was, well, it was Copenhagen somewhere, so it would have been really nice, but no... I, or is it just music trivia? What, what uh, yeah, do you have to do? Uh, well, you have to recognise tracks. You have to say years. Um, there were lots of music game uh, quizzes that went on around the island at that time. So, um, And they were always very popular. So, yes, I, I, I'm a bit... Uh, I, I love music, obviously, and sp- spent a lot of time uh, studying it. So I was. it was natural, really. Have you ever tried your hand at Popmaster on Radio 2? I have, yes. How yes, did you get I, on? Um, I do, I do, I've not actually been a contestant, but I follow any. You know, there's one on BBC Radio 1 as well, but I'm useless at that. <laughs> Maybe he needs to do his own music trivia thing up here as well, Alex Brindley. Good idea. <laughs> we will Thank add you. that to the list. 70 minutes to three, you're listening to Women Today. The Nation Station. Manx Radio. Sponsoring women today. Citywing.com for business or leisure flights. 14 minutes to three and this afternoon we are joined by David Cretney, MLC, on the Conister Rock. He's been sharing with his uh, memories and music. Uh, just to let you know that the road at uh, Greba Castle, we understand, has been closed due to a road traffic collision. We understand traffic is being diverted, so uh, have a look at Tweetbeat IOM for the latest information on that and that will be coming up uh, on the news at three o'clock with more details. But uh, David Cretney, you did mention just before the last ad break, you mentioned Mooches, uh, which many people will remember from uh, Strand Street. There's also Supercards as well, wasn't yeah. there? Tell us about how you got started in Mooches. Well, I was working for Michael and Vivian Hooper, who 
Viv's family owned the premises. Um, Michael and Viv split up, and when they split up, I took over uh, operating uh, Mooch's in Wellington Street, as it was then. We then moved on to Strand Street some years later. Um, so it was that was the reason, and uh, I took over in 1985. I took over on the 18th of January 1985. How do you remember that date so well, David? Uh, because the 18th of January 1985 was the day that my oldest daughter was born, and so I was getting stuff on the shelf and commuting to the uh, Jane Crew call to go and make sure that my wife was all right. So, um, I mean, it was it was an institution, wasn't it? Mm. Some people really did see it that way. Well, people are, people are still now, they say, oh, what won't you up, open up again? And the answer's no. Uh, it, it, it had its time. It, you know, people would say, oh, I'll go in and go in for something come out with something else and you know you never know what you're going to find i enjoyed going away and buying stuff and uh, i enjoyed i didn't spend as much time in the shop latterly because of my my day job but i did enjoy the and the customers did as well so something else um you enjoy you still enjoy and you Mm. you referred to how you got into it at the start of the program is uh, motorbikes uh you have completed the course in the mgp as a rider on five occasions i have and in 1998 i did me 100 mile an hour lap and people are still being very kind about that. Whenever I sign, people occasionally ask me to sign their, my autograph. And I always put David Cretney, 100 mile an hour minister for fun. <laughs> it's a very brave thing to do that, though, the road racing, isn't it? It is, but there's nothing else like it. You know, I mean, I've, I, I also went the Southern 100. I, I rode elsewhere, but the TT course, there is nothing else like it for a, for a biker anywhere else in the world. It's the ultimate challenge. You do it because you want to do it. You can sometimes be a little bit selfish, um, but it is a, it's a fabulous event and people all around the world know the Isle of Man because of it. Another way to get around the island is the Parish Walk, yeah. which you have completed three times. 2.6, 2.7 and 2.9. In the 2009, I came 28th and 19 hours, 1 minute, 13. Did you have it? How many seconds? 25 seconds? Oh, uh, uh, 54. 54. 54 seconds. seconds. Now, those odd seconds, when I was going through Onken, my daughter said, if you hurry up, because I was in that, the previous fastest time was an hour slower. She said, when I'm going through Onken, if you hurry up, you can get in under 19 hours. But I didn't. <laughs> but it was interesting. It was, it was health reasons that really got you into walking. Um, no, it was Noel Kringle, the president of the Timble, who got me into walking, um, as he has with lots of others. Um, and at the moment, I've got the record in terms of the best record for members of Timble. But, you know, now we've got so many young members of Timble, hopefully some of them will join us on the start line. Uh, you've also done the London Marathon. I did the London Marathon in 2001, um, and I left it too late. I mean, I, I running for as long as I did, I, I much prefer, prefer walking. Do you have a very competitive nature, David? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Instantly, very, yes. Very, very, yeah. <laughs> you two should play a board game sometime. <laughs> oh, I think that could be dangerous. <laughs> um, Just on the health thing, I mean, the health thing, I think, came about because I, I, I put it down to the stress of the job because I was always, um, you know, I was always fairly fit, but I now am a type 2 diabetic and I've got all the little issues. Nothing nothing major by any means. Um but the walking does help with that, you know. The, the, trying to stop eating as many sweets would help as well. But I am still a bit of a soft touch when it comes to licorice all sorts and chocolate and stuff. To you bought some licorice all sorts, I, in, I should say. Uh, well, you mm. see, I, th- I thought I'm going to bring these to the girls because it'll save me eating them. <laughs> 
Um, just, I mean, so much more we could talk to yeah. you about, uh, David Cretney, MLC, but you are um, off to Crufts next week, yeah, which yeah. is a bit of an annual pilgrimage. It is, it is. Um, I, I've always had dogs all my life. Uh, we love dogs. Um, we lost two of our dogs at Christmas, which was a bit of a tragedy. Within a week of each other, oh. two that we'd taken on halfway through their life, um, and they both both failed rapidly. Um, and so that was very that was very difficult. But yes, we're going to Crufts. Love Crufts, thousands and thousands of dogs, and um, just uh, you know, it's nice to have a little breakaway. No matter how wonderful the Isle of Man is, it's always nice to have a little breakaway as well. Have you ever had any dogs of your own sort of go into competition? Yes, when I was a kid, I had a Lakeland Terrier, and we we used to enter local competitions. But I've never got any further than not Crufts, the Villa then. Marina. <laughs> <laughs> well, David Cretney, MLC, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. Uh, you do have a, an event happening this evening. I do. Yes, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Um, yes, it's at seven o'clock. I'll be down South Douglas Old Friends Association. I hope hundreds of other people will join us for any questions. Where six months since the general election six mhks are comprised the panel and we'd love lots of people to come along and join us and have a good night and you you've hinted that your retirement is is only a few short years away yeah. um what other plans do you have for the oh, immediate well, I'm future i'm going to do a 70s show on manx radio <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> alex brindley if you're listening uh, that is it planned uh yeah. coming up on the sunday soundtrack this week christy uh, oh gosh, what have I got on the Sunday soundtrack? Oh, I know what I've got on the Sunday soundtrack this week. Um, I've got harpists. I'm going to play a session out that I got with uh, Peda Cubberley and a bunch of uh, uh, young harpists. So that'll be absolutely lovely. Um, a couple of tracks with them and also some conversation as well about traditional music and local music on the Isle of Man. And on Monday, we're going to be talking to the team behind Miss Isle of Man. You may have heard them on Mandate this morning. It is coming back uh, this summer. So if you have any questions, do get in touch with us ahead of the programme. Uh, but today, many thanks to our Conister Rock guest, David Cretney, MLC, who has been sharing memories and music with us this afternoon. Uh, to play out, David, tell us about your final track. What have you chosen and why? Well, this is a band I've never seen. I wish I had seen them. Um, they did appear on the Isle of Man before they were famous. Um multi-award winning uh, band uh, for this particular track it features uh, very highly in lots of people's um, memories and so the final track from me and thank you very much ladies for having me here today I've really enjoyed it is Queen of Bohemian Rhapsody David Cretney MLC thank you so much for being with us thank you
see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo Picaro. I'm just a poor boy and nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family, sparing his life from this monstrosity. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. Women Today, brought to you by citywing.com for your next flight away.